Young Hackney Substance Misuse Service is a service for young people between the ages of 6 and 25. Our aims are to help prevent first use amongst young people, to delay first use amongst young people, and to provide harm reduction information and advice where needed. All right, so how do dinosaurs pay their bills? I don't know. How I do don't know. Through Tyrannosaurus checks. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Boom. so. Welcome to episode two of Let's Speak About Drugs, a Young Hackney Substance Misuse Service podcast. I am Dupe Craig, an assistant youth worker with said service. And with me today is... Paul here at Young Hackney Substance Misuse Treatment Worker. And we also have... I'm Marchetti. I'm an education prevention and outreach worker for the Young Hackney Substance Misuse team. Lovely to have you here today, Marchetti. So today, uh, the topic we'll be discussing is... Is today we're going to talk about a specific category of drugs called uh, stimulants or uppers. All right. At this point in the show, we move on to our segment we like to call Mythbuster. Time for the Mythbuster section. So in this segment, I, uh, I, I dispel a common myth out there in the drug world. So here's the myth. <laughs> Cocaine is a safe drug. The fact is, cocaine is the most frequently reported illicit substance associated with drug abuse fatalities. It causes three times more deaths than any other illegal drug. Uh, it is important to note that prescription drug abuse has recently surpassed cocaine abuse as the leading, leading cause of drug-related deaths. However, cocaine is still a deadly drug and is not a safe substance under any circumstances absolutely yes cocaine is definitely not a safe drug to use and we'll explain later the reasons why uh, however there might be a misconception that because cocaine is used by people who have money or uh, i don't know quite fancy careers um uh, is safe is a safe drug to use uh, because we might see depiction of depictions of uh, cocaine being used recreationally by people who, you know, I don't know, with great careers and lots of money, but that still doesn't mean that it is a safe drug to use. Well put. And uh, I mean, you've already hit the ground running. At this point, we move on to the topic of the day, which is uh, stimulants or uppers. So I hand the baton over to Marchetti. Uh, over to you. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, so we can uh, researchers and scientists they we can put drugs into three different categories based on the way that um, they act on the brain uh, once a person consumes them. So stimulant drugs are those drugs that go into the brain and uh, they stimulate uh, the central nervous system. How do they do that? So all of us, we have dopamine levels in our brain and dopamine is a naturally produced uh, neurotransmitter that is being produced when we need to move around. Uh, so it's being produced like for movement. It's also being produced when you're feeling happy and excited. So it causes pleasure. 
and also it is uh, associated with attention. So um, all is good. You know, all of us, we have lots of dopamine in our brain. We have the dopamine that we need for us to be able to function efficiently and effectively under all of different life circumstances. But now what happens if I, for example, use cocaine, which is a stimulant drug, cocaine will go, for example, I will snort it, which is the most usual way for cocaine to be used. I will snort it, eventually will go into my bloodstream. It will pass the blood barrier into my brain and it will find itself on these dopamine neurotransmitters. And what we'll do, it will attach itself there and it will start producing more dopamine for me. So I take the drug and suddenly, because more dopamine is being produced, suddenly I start feeling very happy, very excited, uh, very energetic, with lots of energy, I can move around, I can run around, and also I might feel that actually that I'm able to focus and concentrate or stay awake, for example. This lasts for a certain period of time, whilst the drug is taking its effect, so lots of dopamine is being produced, and I'm feeling top of the world, and I, feel, I think that I'm feeling great. I'm actually feeling great there and then, because I'm flooded with dopamine. Okay. Yeah. But what happens? So I'm top of the world, and then eventually the effect of the drug starts wearing off and less dopamine is being produced or no dopamine is being produced. So what happens is instead of going back to where I was before or the way I was feeling before, I will start experiencing a big crash down or I will start feeling exactly the opposite to what I was feeling when I first took the drug and before taking the drug. And the reason is that my brain has produced as much dopamine as it could produce at that time, and it has run out of dopamine. So I went from feeling normal, let's say, to feeling excited and, and very great and top of the world, and then suddenly feeling uh, very miserable, very tired, uh, very agitated, and very unhappy. Yeah. So when I'm feeling that bad, what is more likely for me to do? What could I be tempted to do there and then? To actually take a little bit more of the drug, the same drug, or a similar drug with a similar drug that can give me some kind of similar effect so that I can go back to feeling how I was before or to be feeling less miserable. Yeah. And that's the whole cycle of addiction for stimulant drugs. That's how addiction or dependence is being uh, created, is being formulated. Because as you can imagine, in the short term and in the long term, less dopamine will be naturally produced in my brain. So I will need a stimulant drug to trigger the produce of dopamine. So uh, I'm actually, by using a similar drug, I'm, um, I'm causing real harm uh, on my brain, on the chemicals uh, on my brain. So I'm causing a real chemical imbalance. So I will end up relying on getting such kind of substance that will allow me to produce dopamine and, and feel happy and be able to focus and be able to uh, be, feel energetic or be energetic. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Uh, well, well put, Marque. Uh, appreciate that. Okay, so at this point we move on to our Q&A section and uh, I'd like to welcome our guest for today. She goes by the name of Saf. Welcome, Saf. Thank you. No problem. So, uh, yeah, you've got a chance and opportunity to ask questions and have them answered. So, fire away. So, are stimulants better than depressants? Ooh, um, no, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, they're all called drugs. All these, you know, both both categories, including the hallucinogens, are called drugs for a reason. So, um, 
they call drugs because obviously they change the body's uh, physical and psychological reaction. So I would say that they're not better. I can't, I can't, you know, describe them as better or as safer to use or less risky to use than any other category. Uh, and you know, you can imagine the reasons why the reasons is because <clears throat> although they may might make you feel better uh, at first for a short period of time, it's very easy to develop tolerance on them uh, as. Paul explained in our previous podcast, and once someone develops tolerance on them, we'll have to be taking more of the same drug or move on to a stronger drug so that they can get the same effect as, uh, as uh, before. Are stimulants more addictive than other drugs? Okay, so that's a very interesting question, and I'm glad that you have, you've asked it. Um, there is no formal uh, advice or guideline saying that, for example, stimulants are more addictive than uh, hallucinogens or depressants. However, I would say from my experience that they're very, very, very addictive. Maybe not as addictive as depressants can be, but I would say to my experience and based on uh, my knowledge and all the reading and uh, research I've done myself, I would say that they're the second most addictive uh, category of drugs. However, nicotine, for example, is a stimulant drug. And we know that nicotine is one of the most addictive drugs um, that someone can find out there. So again, you know, uh, um, opinions vary on that, but I would say they're very, very addictive. <laughs> I think some young people would, would relate that to store energy drinks such as or, or something like that so then them kind of drinks that uh you know increase energy absolutely yeah same example yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same example, yeah. do you do you drink an energy drink sap no 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 i don't that's good it's good to Keeping know healthy. <laughs> is alcohol a stimulant alcohol is not a stimulant drug is the exact opposite category is a depressant drug so it's actually a drug that slows down the brain and the central nervous system although at first people feel describe it as as a stimulant drug it might make you feel actually as, as if you have more energy and you're getting more excited and you feel that you you know you're top of the world and you can talk to everyone and do whatever you feel like can you die from taking mdma yes yeah so potentially you can die from every and any drug that uh, someone takes um, that you take but yes you can die from taking mdma the reason why is uh, mdma as any other stimulant drug, what it does, as we said, is increases the body's um, activities. So when people take a stimulant drug like MDMA or cocaine, they will experience an increased heart rate and increased body temperature uh, and increased blood pressure. And all of this can lead to heart attacks, uh, strokes, overheating and seizures. So potentially someone can die from that. Another reason that people have died because of MDMA is because um, people start feeling really, really hot. And what they do, they drink lots of water, but actually they drink way more than uh, their body can handle at the time. So you can die from this condition where actually you've um, too much water has gone into your body and too much water has gone into your brain as well. And also you can die from MDMA, not you, but like, you know, whoever takes MDMA, because actually it may not even be MDMA what they're taking. It may be mixed with some other drug that it is way more potent or strong uh, or mixed with chemicals that they're very um, toxic and, and are not supposed to go into our bodies and they can cause uh, serious harm. Is there a particular age group that are more likely to use stimulants? Uh, interesting. Um, 
I would say maybe, I don't know. I mean, I would say, you know, with um, with cocaine, for example, uh, I haven't, I've been working the, in the substance misuse service and uh, in the, with young people for three or four years now. And I haven't encountered many people who use cocaine at that age group. But I think the reason for that might be mainly because cocaine is quite expensive. Uh, but I would say that, um, yeah, maybe with ecstasy or speed, if if someone's going to parties or going out to raves, are more likely to use this kind of drugs. And then again, we know that like it's more likely that young people will go out to parties and raves. Um, so, yeah, I don't have any formal statistics or, or figures. Just from my experience, I would say yeah, with our age group, I would say, yeah, it's more likely to... Uh, meet people to encounter people who will be using either ecstasy or speed um, rather than cocaine or crack cocaine. I've got a question. Sure. What do you say to people who say it takes a long time to get addicted to cocaine? Again, it really depends on the person, but actually, it doesn't take that long. Uh, apparently, so it doesn't. It, it's not as fast as, for example, people don't build tolerance as quick as they would build tolerance with heroin or with another very potent depressant drug. But I would say it's still if someone's using it systematically, I would say within like a period of a few months or even a couple of months, they will build tolerance and uh, they will develop some sort of dependence or addiction to it. But then again, it depends very much on the person, their circumstances, how often they use, how much they use and how strong is the drug that they're using. Because they might be spending lots of money buying cocaine uh, and actually not using any cocaine at all. <laughs> because again, we don't know about the purity of the drug, um, yeah. etc. Thanks. That is the end of our Q&A section. Thanks, Saf. Thank you, Saf. <laughs> You're welcome. Which leads us on to the next section. What is this I've got in my hand? Whoa. What? The advice box. <laughs> in this section, we give you some advice. So, Marquette, have you got any advice for all of those... Uh, I want to say millions of listeners out there, but oh, I yeah. can't be <laughs> sure that that's accurate. So, you know, I think the most important advice is to say that actually don't take them. <laughs> uh, really don't take them because, uh, you know, I we do... We know that they're going to make you feel better at first. And, you know, there is a reason why people take drugs in the first place, because they will make them feel better, because they will go into your brain and will find the right neurotransmitters and release that chemicals that are going to make you feel better. But that doesn't last uh, for too long. And actually, uh, soon after, it's going to cause more and more issues for um, every person who takes these drugs. So they're going to cause physical health problems and also they're going to cause psychological problems. So, yeah, don't take it. Uh, if you've already started taking it, you know, think maybe why, what, what has been the reason behind that. And, um, you know, think whether you could actually talk to some professional, refer yourself to our service or a similar kind of service and ask for more advice and support um, on how to um, reduce or stop taking drugs as well. Uh, and if you're very convinced that you want to carry on taking them and you feel it's not a problem, I think my best advice would be to actually, you know, um, take them as less often as you can, uh, use the minimal amount that it is possible to use, 
take big gaps in between um, episodes of use. So, for example, if someone is using ecstasy, you know, try not to be going out every weekend using ecstasy, try, take big gaps of time in between uh, of its episode of use. Um, and, um, you know, um, try to take them in a safe environment uh, with people that you trust. Um, uh, if you start feeling unwell after you've taken any specific drug, do not hesitate to uh, call the emergency service and ask, you know, ask for medical advice. You're not going to get yourself into trouble and not, no one else is going to get into trouble because the emergency service will be there to help you rather than, you know, penalize you for, for taking a drug. And be as cautious as possible. And never forget that actually you don't really know what you're taking. And probably neither your drug dealer knows, neither your drug dealer, drug dealer's dealer know. Because the process of, of getting these drugs into, uh, into your heart is very complex and convoluted. And people need to make money uh, at each stage. So um, these drugs have actually been mixed with loads of other things uh, that you have no idea and no one has idea, any idea what they might be. So, for example, if tattooed, someone gets a drugs overdose and they end up in the hospital, you know, and they would have to have a toxicology, a very detailed toxicology report to actually find out what exactly you've taken. So, yeah, don't take them. And if you do, are still taking them, just do it as less as possible with the smallest amount possible um yeah and less and less often i like it yeah so if you're taking a uh, stimulant drugs please do make sure uh, that you're drinking lots of water but not too much water because actually that can cause uh, a healthy or fatality as well um you know um if you start feeling really hot really you know just get yourself remove yourself from where you are go into a safe quiet space where you can actually sit down for a moment and you know, and, and, and focus on yourself and keep yourself safe um, and be, be try to be surrounded by people that you know and you can, you can trust that they will take good care of you if anything happens. If you're going out, for example, as a big group of people, um, I don't know, have some designated people who won't be using drugs at a particular evening so that they can take care of if anything happens or if any incident happens or emergency happens. Um, yeah, keep yourself into familiar places with... Um, with safe people around you. But don't take them. That's the best advice. Thank you, Marke. And now we're going to close the advice box. This, this brings us on to the next uh, segment, which is the requests. The requests. The requests. We just want to say, if you do want to ask questions, as Seth has done today, if you have any requests, you can do that. Uh, and how you do that is by sending a message either to our Twitter, which is at Young Hackney. You can also email us at yhsms at hackney.gov.uk. You can text us on the duty line, which is, and you can call us on our duty line which is uh, 0208-356-7377 from 9am to 9pm, Monday to Friday. So get in touch. We're here. We're here for you. <laughs> uh, but it does pain me. I'm in, I'm in physical pain right now because we've come to that time of the show. 
which is the end of the show. This is the end of episode two. But it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure from myself, Dupe, uh, my fellow host, Paul, our special guest, Marketing, and our resident young person. Bye. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.